Is your world a little crazy and off-kilter at the moment? Feeling a bit frazzled? Well then, you've found the perfect place to regain some quiet today. Welcome to the Sweet Sela Moments Podcast, where we study His Word and encourage one another. The Sweet Sela Moments Podcast is a cooperative production of Word Radio and Sweet Sela Ministries. Welcome to the Sweet Sela Moments Podcast. We've been studying the book of Ephesians verse by verse and have now come to instructions about work life. We've called episode 79, Work Lessons. Sharon, I'm curious, what jobs have you had throughout your life so far? Oh my goodness. Let me tell you, <laughs> I didn't realize what a long list it was until I started thinking about it when we were preparing for this. Yeah. I started out at my first, you know, big girl kind of job was a hostess for a restaurant. Oh. And then I graduated to waitress as soon as I was 18 because tips. Oh, That's yeah. why, right, for college. <laughs> uh, and before that, I babysat, I guess, so that would really be my first job. Mm. And then um, during college, I was a companion for a woman with multiple sclerosis and got paid oh, by the state yeah. to yeah. kind of take care of her. One summer in college, I worked for a radio station, and I did radio advertisements. Oh, and fun! I drove around <laughs> to all these local churches and gave Christian radio brochures to everybody and told Neat. them to listen. Oh, that was wow. Kind of fun. Yeah. <laughs> and then I almost was a DJ for a Christian radio station. Oh, that's so yeah, cool. <laughs> yeah. I went in and they introduced me and I said hello to the people that I was going to, you know, be their morning DJ. Yeah. And then at the end, I, I asked the um, guy why he was leaving and he said, well, actually the radio is in bankruptcy and they're closing oh. in three months. And I'm like, Hmm. Okay then. So I moved on <laughs> that to another job. That job. <laughs> I taught at three Christian schools. Oh. And then when my kids were little, I did this job called Story Lady that I made up for myself. And I used a British accent. Oh and my I told word. the stories of Winnie the Pooh. Oh my goodness. <laughs> lovely. I had a friend make these pictures for me and I'd speak sure, at so cute. parties. I wore this old-fashioned dress. No way. Do I you still did. do this? Can I hire you? <laughs> <laughs> and I did libraries and I didn't want to work weekends. Yeah. So I charged like, this is a long time ago. Yeah. You know, my daughters have children of their own now. So they, they were really young. Oh. I charged $300 for a half hour performance. Whoa. So no one would hire me on weekends. <laughs> And they did. Oh my goodness! <laughs> well, it's really looking at You're me. Like, and I well, should pull that one you out. You should. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then of course I was a mom, a homemaker, mm. a homeschooler. Oh my word! Those are big jobs. Yeah, those are hard. Huge <laughs> jobs. I taught ballet, which is hysterical because I mean it was to three and four year olds. That's really the only level I was. Oh my to. word! How cute. <laughs> piano to beginners and then discovered I actually could do that one and yeah. a lot of piano lessons. Um, then Moms in Prayer. I yes. worked at Moms in Prayer and oh. now I'm director of Sweet Seal Ministries. <laughs> Goodness, Nicole, talk about a varied career. Wow, I know, that's amazing. <laughs> How about you? Oh, I love hearing about all your jobs. We've had a few of the same jobs over the years, which doesn't really no, surprise me. Doesn't surprise me. <laughs> But one of my very first jobs was babysitting as well. I used to babysit for several photographers, actually. I'm not sure why really? I picked up photographers, but they had four kids and two kids, and I would babysit them for the weekends when they would go do weddings. And Oh, fun. I loved it. I love these kiddos. Um, and then I was a house sitter for quite a while. Um, I would house sit for people with different animals. They went on vacation. Um, one lady had horses, and that was my dream job really? for a week and a half just playing with horses. It was amazing. <laughs> Best job ever. Um, I was also a caregiver for a woman who had parked 
Parkinson's disease. So as a young teen, I would wow. go over and like put her hair in rollers and help her put pick out lipstick. She always wanted lipstick on. She was so cute. I love that. And clean her house while her husband went and shopped. So that was if that was a fun job. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see what else have we done. And then I my first like official job was J C Penney's for a few years. I worked and helped fit suits. Did you for really? Men's, yes. And then I worked in jewelry, and that was so fun. Oh, I bet that was. I could just see in. you doing oh, that one. Like yes. pick out rings for their. It was so fun. I love that. <laughs> Um, and then after college, I was a dental assistant for 15 years. That was my main career, I guess. Uh-huh. Um, and then I also worked as a lactation counselor at Options. And I had a Bible study there for new moms for a few years. Aww. Been a homeschool mom, stay-at-home mom. I've sold all the home products, Arbonne, doTERRA, Ambit, electricity, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Anything you can do at home. And now I'm a hobby breeder of cockapoo puppies. And, of course, part of the ministry team at Sweet Seela. I'm so glad for that last one. You, you <laughs> can just too. stay in that one for a good 15 years, I like years this one. I think I'm going to settle uh-huh. here. Yeah. yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> it's fun to oh. look back and see all the different hats we've worn over the it years, isn't is. it? And, you know, it makes me think of um, kids that get so stressed out about college choice and yes. what am I going to be when I grow up? Well, we're grown-ups, and we've been lots of things. <laughs> I'm still not sure what I'm going to be when I grow up, but I've tried a couple of things that I've loved. <laughs> yeah. Well, the other day at our church, they, um, we had this women's gathering, and mm. one of the questions was, if you could have your ideal job, what could it be? Oh. And I teared up. I'm doing it. Oh, I, I love that. I'm doing it. It yeah. took till I was 60 to get right. there. You know, now I'm 64, but I've been doing it for four years. So, oh, that's awesome. Maybe five years. Maybe I started at 59. I don't know. But anyways, <laughs> it was a late start on my dream job. Yeah. But I'm loving it. Oh, so. that's super cool. So therefore, college student, if you're listening, <laughs> you know, go to college, get a degree. Yeah. Maybe you'll use it. You know, you'll make more money because you got the degree, but right. you can do lots of different things. Oh, you can. You? And you can change. And God will lead you all different places. I know. And you can find joy and all of those different jobs. Sure enough can. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Including <laughs> putting rollers in the hairs of a Parkinson's lady. Yes. They're all good. fun. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, moving on. Today, we're going to look at Paul's instructions to both workers and employers, not just from Ephesians, but from other parts of the New Testament. So I'm kind of looking forward to learning how to do both sides of work well. Mm. You know, how do I please God as an employee? And now I'm an employer. How do right. I please God as an employer? But first of all, we've got to address a word that is used (laughs) in this Ephesians thing. The word is slave. Mm. Um, It's a hard word. And and the way Paul talks about it in in the New Living Translation anyways is slaves and masters. Mm. So Nicole, first of all, what did you learn about slave from this passage? Yeah, in this context? Well, I looked at two sources. Um, Strong's Concordance says the Greek word use doulos, which I'm probably butchering, is translated servant, but can mean slave. And Bible.org says it this way. The normal word for slave in the New Testament is the term doulo, a term that is that in earlier centuries usually referred to one who sold himself into slavery. Later on, it was used especially for those who became slaves as the spoils of war. Last of all, I learned from ChristianQuestions.com that and I'm quoting this one here, a crucial point to remember is that slavery in the Bible is mostly of the indentured servitude variety and was most always on the term basis, on a term basis. So 17, seven years or 14 years, et cetera. Got it. Got it. So basically 
it's not slavery for life and you say, okay, I have no money. Can I work for you for seven years? Right. You would usually choose this right. as a, right. okay, so a way to get out of slightly better. Debt. Still yeah. kind of scary it's to hard put to yourself that word. under <laughs> right. somebody to that level that you're sort of at their beck and call. Right. But there so, is an end to it in right. the Bible terms. Which is better. So, yeah. so, well, perhaps in another podcast, we'll tackle the issue of slavery in the New Testament because mm. there's tons of passages to look at from the one in Galatians where Paul declares in Christ there's neither slave nor free, all are mm, one. Yeah. At the foot of the cross, we're all the same. We're all the same. Yep. We absolutely are. Um, the one in First Corinthians where Paul does not encourage rebellion of slaves, but basically says, by all means, if you are offered your freedom or can get it, do. Right? Don't <laughs> stay <for> a slave. <laughs> but this podcast is instructing <clears throat> us on a work ethic. So we're going to mm. kind of walk away from the slavery issue. And with that in mind, we're going to actually read our passage today from the ESV instead mm. of the New Living Translation. I just feel slave is, it has so many horrible connotations for me. Yes. It's hard for me to look at it in terms of a work ethic. Right. But the ESV, which is a highly accurate translation, uses bond servant, yes. which I think is more like the doulos that you were talking about. Yeah. So, um, so we'll read together Ephesians 6, 5 through 9, and okay. Nicole, you can read verse 5, and then I'll read verse 6. All right. Bond servants, obey your earthly masters with fear and trembling, with a sincere heart as you would Christ. Not by the way of eye service as people pleasers, but as bond servants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart. Rendering service with a good will as to the Lord and not to man. Knowing that whatever good anyone does, this he will receive back from the Lord, whether he is a bond servant or is free. Masters, do the same to them and stop your threatening, knowing that he who is both their masters and yours is in heaven, and that there is no partiality with him. Oh, that's good. That is good. Guess who's Remember, the real master? Right? Hello. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're going to unpack this <clears throat> verse by verse, so reread, please, <laughs> verse 5, and then tell me your thoughts. All right, so 5. Bond servants, obey your earthly masters with fear and trembling, with a sincere heart as you would Christ. Well, this is certainly a tough one to start with, but I think it's really good to work with this type of attitude. You know, what good witnesses we would be sharing and what great employees we are when we do what we are required to our absolute best ability, you know, at, like we're working for yes. God, yes. even if our bosses don't deserve exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> it's as for Christ, as right. you work for Christ. It makes a huge difference in attitude yes. when you know God's watching you. <laughs> and if we start out this passage with that attitude of, okay, I'm working for Christ, I think we're going to receive the lesson this passage are exactly much better. So. Exactly yeah. so. And we are to be obedient to them, except, and we talked about this in the marriage as uh, lessons as well, yes. not against God's word. Right. Obviously. We, we do not sure. obey if we're told to do something unethical or illegal. Right. Period. Right. And we if don't. we're working as to God, we're going to be following what God tells us to do. So we'll know if something right. comes up that's like, wait, exactly. God does not want me to nope. do this. <laughs> Can't do it. Can't do it. Exactly. Yeah. All right. My turn. Verse six, not by the way of eye service. That's so interesting. That eye is an service. interesting thing. I know. I was like, I'm going to look into that. Well, I kind of like as people pleasers. Oh, you mean as people pleasers. Right. Okay. But as bond servants of Christ doing the will of God from the heart. Hmm. So this is so consistent with all of scripture, Nicole. God looks at the heart. Mm, he He's does. not interested in people pretending one thing <laughs> when they're being watched and then acting another way when no one's looking. Mm. Hypocrites really got Jesus mad. Yeah, I did. Very few things did. He was very wonderful, but oh boy, don't say one thing and do something oh, yeah. else. <laughs> we need to be true through and through. So I'm trying to think of an example from my own working days. And well, this is silly, but it fits. Okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> we were all, as waitresses, supposed to fold napkins in a fancy way. They, oh, yeah. I can still do it today. Oh, that's awesome. My table. <laughs> yeah. So like when, little origami napkins. Yes, little origami <laughs> napkins, exactly. So when we had downtime, we were supposed to do the napkins and yeah. wash down counters. We weren't supposed mm. to just hang around. Right. So this verse tells me that I'm not to just hang out with the waitresses until we see the boss coming and then start folding napkins. Right. <laughs> Furiously, as you right. always say. Right, right, right. <laughs> and I think um, now, as my Sweet Sela Ministries director role, mm. it means that if I'm talking about how a Sweet Sela day is important, taking mm. a day to be alone with God, I best be taking Sweet Sela days. Right, right. And if I'm talking about the beauty of taking time every day to be alone with God in a mm. four-hour method of devotional prayer and reading of the Word, I need to do it. Yeah. And we actually ask that of our team. I, I, I always say, I'm not going to like ask you, so did you do your quiet time this morning? <laughs> Check off the list. Right. right? <laughs> but your last the, the very fact that we're in a ministry that says daily time with God matters yes. means the integrity in us means we should do it. Absolutely. At least most of the time. Yeah. That's what we're supposed to do. That's God's will for me. So no pretense. What mm-hmm. what our outsides are saying, our insides should be doing yes. as we work. And in our work, if we're talking about time with God, we need to do it. Absolutely. Yeah. Which is oh. kind of nice. It forces us to rest. It does. Like I'm working for this ministry about rest. So I have to take these times of I know. rest. It's really tough. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> so God awful. me to rest. <laughs> Sorry, I have to take the day off and go be with God because, oh, it's my job. <laughs> I know. That's so cool. I love it. <laughs> so how about you? Can you think of some ideas of doing the will of God from the heart, not just when people are looking in your life? Yeah. I know. I'm thinking about all of my different roles. And I think I'm going to pick on the mom one because... Uh-huh. That one, the hypocrisy, kids pick it up so quickly. Yeah, they do. If mama says one thing and does another, does they pick it up so fast. So it it keeps me honest, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, and I think as yeah. a mom teaching my children to obey God, I need to make sure I'm not doing it to make me look like a good mom. Oh, yes, that's true. It's, that's that's so not the reason. It, right, yeah. like, oh, well, you're mm-hmm. not behaving this way. You're making me look bad. But to make sure that I'm teaching them... So I'm pointing them to Christ so that they're developing that relationship with him that's yes. rich and it will carry them through yes. life. And they learn to love him and know how much he oh, loves them. So much better. And not just on like, well, mm-hmm. I look like a bad mom. So that's yeah. a hard one. I got to be it careful a hard about one. that. Yeah. Well, one of my girls told me, sadly, mm. um, I felt the whole weight of proving your worth as a homeschool mom on mm. my shoulders. I know. It's so hard oh. to be a homeschool mom. I definitely I'm put like, that pressure oh, on me. <laughs> honey, I'm so sorry. I know. And then she said, shh. I forgive you. I'm but just, just so you, you know, right? <laughs> just so you know. <laughs> so, yeah, that's a okay. tough one. All right, well, on to verse 7. Oh, here we go. So verse 7 says, rendering service with a good will as to the Lord and not to man. So I see again the phrase, as to the Lord and not to man. Paul is really trying to get this point to stick. <laughs> yes, he is. Yes, he is. <laughs> that all we should, that All we do should be for the Lord and not for personal glory or to please others, you know, even our boss, you know, Mm -hmm. but if, if we're working for God, then the natural byproducts could be recognition from our boss because our work is exceptional because of Christ, Yes, you know, but even if not, we should still, we still need to do our best for God. We should. And that's the theme song here, isn't it? God's watching. Yeah. Yep. So, okay, I'll read verse 8, and then we're not going to go further than that. We'll stop for a moment and look at another passage about being good workers, because mm. verse 9 is going to deal with the employer side of things. Yes. So, um, so this is the last one about employees. Ephesians 6, 8, knowing that whatever good anyone does, this he will receive back from the Lord. Oh, mm. we're going to get rewarded someday. He's so generous. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Whether he is a bondservant 
or free. Mm. Either way, yep. when, however you're working, God notices. If you are a literal slave, mm. and there are sadly slaves today mm. in various places, or you're a free person like most of us are, yeah. God sees. Mm. God still sees. Well, I learned from this that God sees whatever good anyone does. Mm. Whether you're a waitress, a dog breeder, a boss, God's <laughs> watching. Mm. And we can be assured that he notices, even if no one else does, when we work hard and do good work, even the yucky parts. <laughs> you know, I love thinking that God's noticing me when I do something good. Hmm. Even as little as remembering Bella's heartworm chew <laughs> to keep her healthy. God tells us somewhere in Proverbs that it pleases him when we care for his animals. Aww. So no one actually applauds me when I give Bella her <laughs> I must have had to text you and like, good job, Sharon. <laughs> but God sees even that, Nicole. He does. And I think he says, good job, Sharon. You're taking care of little Bella. Mm. So, well, it's a hard thing to teach kids, Nicole, to work well even when no one's watching because <laughs> yeah. you can't see what they're doing when you're not watching. No. <laughs> so any tips um, for moms who don't want their kids just to do the chores but to learn the value of doing them for the right reason. Mm, yeah, that is that is a tough one. I remember my mom telling me when I was little, like, well, Jesus is watching even if I'm not. And I was like, ooh. But that is, it's true, though. God's always with us. I'm always like, you know, do your chores, sweep the floor. Like, Jesus is there with you. Or that he's coming over. Like, yeah. or prepare oh, the table. Like, he's, yeah. like, if Jesus was coming over, you'd really wipe the table and get the syrup <laughs> yes. off, you know? So just trying to get them that, you know, God is with them always. And even if I can't see it, like God sees and he sees the good things too. So even if they did pick up something that they didn't need to and I didn't see, God sees them and right. he'll reward them for and it. And he you know? will reward them. Yeah. Isn't that the sweetest? I know. I so sweet. That. It's a tough yeah. one. The kids don't always, you know, like, all right, well, I'll yeah, wipe the table for exactly. Jesus. But <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> well, I also want to read a verse from Colossians that also kind of emphasizes this point of working well at whatever we do. Mm. I'm going to start in verse 22 and it's got that slave thing again in mm-hmm. it, but we're going to move on to the part about working willingly. So it says, slaves, obey your early masters and earthly masters and everything <clears> you do. <throat> Try to please them all the time, not just when they're watching you. It's, it's mm-hmm. almost a repeat of what we have in Ephesians yeah. here. Serve them sincerely because of your reverent fear of the Lord. Mm-hmm. Work willingly at whatever you do as though you were working for the Lord rather than for people. Remember that the Lord will give you an inheritance as your reward and that the master you're really serving is Christ. Hmm. For if you do what is wrong, you will be paid back for the wrong you've done. For God has no favorites. Hmm. So my favorite verse in this section is the one where it says to work as if you're doing it for the Lord. Mm-hmm. So people can be persnickety and hard to please. Mm-hmm. God sees the <laughs> motivation. Now, sometimes that's dreadful because he sees my motivation. Yeah. He knows how bad I am. (laughs) But actually, sometimes it's a relief to know that God knew I meant well Mm. in whatever work I did. That's a good point. I really love that God sees us. You know, he sees us when our job is really difficult, when we are a slave, Mm -hmm. or when we're really loving it, you know, when we've done both in our life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) There were so many times dealing with a difficult patient or customer that I thought I handled really well, but our boss never saw, you know, (laughs) never saw that interaction. But I know that God did, and that's all that really matters. So it's good to keep in mind that if we're working for a difficult boss that doesn't notice the good, that God does, and not to get discouraged in doing good. Absolutely. To keep working for God. Yeah, that's the theme theme song here. God's Mm -hmm. the audience. He's the one we're working for. Absolutely. God has no favorites. Mm. That's so good. Okay, well, we're going to talk about this favoritism thing because mm. God 
not only doesn't have favorites, he doesn't like it when we play favorites. Mm. So we're going to read a passage. Um, actually, would you read it? It's James 2, 1 through 9. And basically, whether we're bosses or workers, God's looking at the heart, and mm. we need to do that too. Yep. So go ahead. My dear brothers and sisters, how can you claim to have faith in our glorious Lord Jesus Christ if you favor some people over others? For example, suppose someone comes into your meeting dressed in fancy clothes and expensive jewelry, and another comes in who is poor and dressed in dirty clothes. If you give special attention and a good seat to the rich person, but you say to the poor one, you can stand over there or else sit on the floor. (laughs) Well, doesn't this discrimination show that your judgments are guided by evil motives? Yikes. Listen to me, dear brothers and sisters. Hasn't God chosen the poor in this world to be rich in faith? Aren't they the ones who will inherit the kingdom he promised to those who love him? But you dishonor the poor. Isn't it the rich who oppress you and drag you into court? Aren't they the ones who slander Jesus Christ, whose noble name you bear? Yes, indeed, it is good when you obey the royal law as found in the scriptures. Love your neighbor as yourself. But if you favor some people over others, you are committing a sin. You are guilty of breaking the law. Bam. That's pretty straightforward. Yes, it is. It's really obvious from these passages that whether you're a worker, even a literal slave, or the Mm. richest guy in the world, (laughs) God expects you to behave with kindness towards others. Yes. Period. Mm -hmm. No favoritism. Nope. Yeah. I love that. That's good. (laughs) All of us are going to answer to God for the way we treat others. Mm. So when we stand before God someday, it's not going to matter whether we were rich or poor, master or slave. What's going to matter is how we responded to God for salvation, most of all, but then also for the way we treated others. Mm, Oh, I know. I just so love this, Lord, that you don't show favorites. Thank Mm -hmm. you. (laughs) So now we're going to finally look at the master role or the boss role, the employer role. So would you read our last verse? We're going back to Ephesians. (laughs) Finally, we kind of wandered away just because I wanted us to see that favoritism thing. Yeah, that was good, though. Um, All right. So masters, do the same to them and stop your threatening, knowing that he who is both their master and yours is in heaven and that there is no partiality with him. That's been repeated over and over. Mm -hmm. No partiality. Yeah. No no partiality. No. Yeah. We're all equal. So this is interesting. Masters do the same. Mm. Okay. What (laughs) if we just said servants should do? Work with all their heart as doing it for the Lord. Mm. Well... Bosses need to do that too. <laughs> the same standard, high standard of work is expected of them. Yeah. They don't get to just loaf around. Right. They ask their people to work hard. They need to work hard. Mm. They don't you just loaf. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and if you read the Old Testament, there are a lot of laws on how to care for the poor if you're rich mm-hmm. and not abuse them. They needed. They were told to pay a fair wage, create working environments that are safe. Mm. So bosses have a responsibility in their job right. to look out for their employees That's in true. kind ways. So yeah. So what do you think the next part means? The stop your threatening. Yeah, that's interesting. Huh? <laughs> Maybe it's just a reminder to the the boss or the master to be kind bosses because God is boss over them. Right. So whatever right. they dish out, they're going to have to answer for. Oh, yeah, baby. They are. Yeah. yeah. And threatening is not the way to do it. No. If you don't do this, da, 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 Threatening never works no. in parenting and anything. Yeah. It never works. <laughs> so basically, if you're a boss, don't be a bully. Right, right. You know, Remember in fact, usually it's him. better to come alongside and help. Oh, yeah. Than um, just sort of, you know, snap your fingers and make them work. Right, exactly. And if the bosses are doing the same as the workers and work hard, then that's what they ought to be doing. Right. Yeah, Jesus is like, I washed your feet. Right. And I'm God. Oh. So 
What a beautiful picture Don't be of thinking, you know, that, and then we're going to go back again to submit to mm-hmm. others. You know, we're all to submit to each other. That right. is just, there it is, no mm-hmm. matter what our role is. And so. it works so much better that way. Because think about does. it, you would much rather work and do better work for a boss who is kind Who's and leading by example. too. Yeah. Right. Versus yeah. just, blah, blah, blah. You're just trying to get out of there usually, you know? I know it. You can spot a selfish person a mile away. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, and who wants to work for a selfish boss? No, and you'll he'll, the boss will profit more with employees who are happy and glad Absolutely. to work for him or her. Yeah, yeah. In the end, because all God's laws are like this, right? So that's that whole thing. It's His commands for are for our good. good. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, well, let's look at one more passage that talks to the ones with the power and the money. Mm. I'm going to okay. read it from First Timothy six seventeen to nineteen. And he's telling Timothy this, teach those who are rich in this world not to be proud and not to trust in their money, which is so unreliable. Mm, Their trust should be in God, who richly gives us all we need for our enjoyment. Tell them to use their money to do good. Hmm. They should be rich in good works. Here's the boss working again. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And generous to those in need, always being ready to share with others. By doing this, they will be storing up their treasure as a good foundation for the future so that they may experience true life. Oh, I think I like this is part. so beautiful. <laughs> Don't trust in money. Mm. It's unreliable. Boy, oh boy, is that the truth. Oh, yeah. I mean, Here countries can be it. overrun, and then their yes. currency is worth nothing. That's true. The South, after the Civil War, Confederate dollars. All oh, their bonds were worthless. Yeah. Worthless. Nothing. And that could happen to us. Mm-hmm. Banks can fail. And yeah. all the money you've stuck in your savings account, feeling so proud of yourself, can be gone. <laughs> That's true. That's what happened in America during the Great Depression. Mm. So putting our faith, it's not like you shouldn't save, but don't right. put your faith there. Right, right, Remember right. that money is unreliable. It just is. Mm-hmm. So the boss or the master shouldn't be making it their primary aim to get rich at the right. expense of their workers, yeah. right? That's, that's not the way it's supposed to work. In fact, what does Paul say rich people ought to do if they have lots of money? I love this. Share. Uh-huh. To be generous. And yeah. so I love this. Always be ready to share with others in need, you know, so they can experience true life. Exactly. It's not bad to be rich, but nope. if you have that, then be ready to, to share to give it, to it away. bless other people. Yeah. Yeah. It's so fun to bless it's, other people. This is just making me laugh so much. Husbands, you're in charge of your wives, but do it their way and be kind to them. <laughs> wives, submit to your husbands. Right. <laughs> but this is really for your own good because you really want to boss them around all right. the time. Right? And now, uh, rich people, yay, mm-hmm. you've got wealth. Give it away. Right. <laughs> He's the ultimate equalizer. <laughs> he is, yeah. <laughs> All right, so here's the deal. We are expected to work hard at whatever we've been assigned. Mm. We're to do it when people are watching and when no one is watching <laughs> because God is always watching. Yes. Ultimately, we work for him, <laughs> an audience of one. And he is the one that gives us treasures in heaven that are not unstable <laughs> like treasures on earth. Nicole, it changes everything when we stop looking to man for approval mm. and instead do things knowing God is watching and is pleased with us. Yeah. If we're the worker, we do this. And if we're the boss, we also do this. Mm-hmm. Both of us are to work hard and rest well, as we talk about <laughs> in Sweet Silla Ministry. There's a time for both. Absolutely. Yeah. So let me pray for us. <laughs> oh, Father, uh, thank you. Thank you that you do not show partiality. Thank you that you see us, whether we're poor or rich, whether um, we're little in the eyes of the world or mighty. Thank you that the rules apply to all. We're to work hard as to you. Mm. 
We're to give generously. We're to be kind. We're to love others and consider their needs above our own. We're equal at the foot of the cross, Lord, because we all need you desperately. And none of us get to heaven except by your grace. Mm. So help us to keep that in mind, whatever we do for work this week. In Jesus' name I ask this. Amen. We hope this episode on work encouraged you today. Let's remember to work with the intent of pleasing God. We always like hearing from you too. Did something we said or read really stick with you today? Did we leave out a verse you wish we'd included? Let us know. You can write us anytime at sweetsilla.org slash podcast. Would you like to become a podcast partner? We'd love to add you to our team of people who receive our monthly e-news and who faithfully pray for us and support us. Your donation can be super small. Every little bit helps. Go to sweetsilla.org slash donations and donate any amount with the podcast partners in the comments. Join up, join up, partners. Next week, we are looking at the armor of God. Join us for episode 80, Armor Up. Have a great week. We are so glad you stopped for a while with us. The Sweet Sela Moments podcast is a cooperative production of Word Radio and Sweet Sela Ministries. More information about this podcast can be found at sweetsela.org. Thank you for joining us.